0: Well, first of all, Stephen, thank you very much for taking the time before disappearing off to Congress to talk about this report, to talk about it with us.
1: Oh, my pleasure.
0: So, if for a start we we look at the scale of the problem, um, I mean, did you expect the U.S. to come as low in the various different uh, measures when compared to to the other countries as it did? I mean, it's been we've been aware for a while that that some measures um, the U.S. lagged behind other uh, affluent nations, but bringing it all together, did that surprise you?
1: Well, we were expecting some bad news, um, but not to this degree. There was uh, an important paper published in JAMA, the Journal of the American Medical Association, Mm -hmm. in 2006 by Professor Banks and his colleagues, which showed uh, that in comparison to England, uh, the United States had inferior health outcomes. And uh, several studies that followed that with similar kinds of uh, results based on population surveys, uh, mainly in in older adults. And in this country, there was a big report in 2011 by the National Research Council that got a fair amount of press coverage of its own uh, that also focused on adults age 50 and older, Mm -hmm. showed that life expectancy in the U.S. was lower than it was for older adults in other countries. Um, our panel was uh, was convened to look at the question of whether a similar problem exists among younger americans and we went into this thinking that there would be some bad news in there uh, but probably uh... some good news as well we thought a large part of the problem might be uh... chronic diseases in older adults and that we would see something different among younger adults and we were instead uh, quite stunned to find that uh, there was a major problem, not only among younger adults, but in every age group we examined from birth until age 75, we found a recurring pattern of poor health outcomes in the United States compared to the peer countries.
0: Mm. And it's interesting because I've heard it said in the past that you know, you're looking at the overall stats for the states and with the big uninsured population and levels of disadvantage that some of that population has, that might be responsible for for skewing the statistics. But um, when you look at the different sort of portions of the population, you find that it was a quite universal problem.
1: Right. We we, uh, focused on that particular question that you raised, uh, in part because uh, there's a tendency in this country to Uh, dismiss findings such as these because we do have a very diverse population and we already know that we have a big problem with health disparities um, in which uh, the poor and uh, minorities in the United States have much worse health outcomes than uh, more advantaged groups and so uh, it it was an obvious question whether our low health rankings are simply a reflection of our our rankings being brought down by Mm -hmm. the health inequities in these populations. However, uh, when we analyze the data specifically for um, non-Hispanic whites, for example, for college-educated adults, for people with upper income, uh, for people with health insurance, uh, because not everybody in the United States has health insurance coverage, and uh, even for healthy behaviors. Uh, this is work done by Professor Banks and others uh Melissa Martinson and other researchers uh, have shown that even Americans who don't smoke or who have healthy body weights are still in worse health than people who don't smoke or have healthy body weights in other countries. Uh, so this suggests something more systemic uh, going on that uh, is accounting for the problem.
0: Um, so what is accounting for the problem? I mean, it's do you, acute care is pretty good in the states. You know, you you you've talked there about um, cancer outcomes and how they're actually better in the U.S. than than lots of the other countries. But so uh, so is it chronic care that's the problem? Is it preventative medicine, public health? Um, do you think the 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 problem lies in any one particular area?
1: Well, that's the problem uh, that we encountered. We actually would have liked it if we we could come up with a single explanation. We, when we went looking for explanations for uh, the health disadvantage that we uncovered, the immediate challenge we faced is that we were finding a health disadvantage in so many different types of health conditions, ranging from infant mortality to car crashes to violence to diabetes and obesity uh, to arthritis and disability. Um, and a single explanation for all of those uh, is, is difficult to come by. Uh, we did go about it very scientifically. We looked systematically at the various types of influences on health. So we, we looked at differences in the healthcare system in the United States versus other countries. Mm-hmm. We looked at differences in individual behaviors between Americans and people in other countries. We looked at social and economic factors because social determinants of health are, are very important. We looked at the physical and social environment, because there's a growing body of evidence that our behaviors and many other factors that affect health are shaped by where we live and our social environment. Um, And and ultimately, we looked very upstream to policies and social values that shape those conditions to see if that uh, could could bring an answer. And interestingly, in every category we examined, we found... uh, clues to the health disadvantage, but also a similar pattern of the U.S. slipping behind other countries in those various uh, factors that affect health. So, for example, uh, poverty uh, is an important influence on health, and the U.S. has one of the highest poverty rates in uh, the industrialized world, and it it uh, it, it developed that pattern uh, decades ago around the time that the deterioration in life expectancy started occurring. We looked at education and found data showing our performance in educating young people is slipping behind. Obviously, our health care system has major deficiencies re- relative to health systems in other countries, and so on. We, we found that in every category we examined, there was not only potential explanations for the health disadvantage, but a disturbing pattern of um, the U.S. losing ground to other countries for a period of some years.
0: Mm. So I'll pick up on that in a little bit. But what was very striking is the youth aspect to this. Kids in America are less likely to reach 50 than in other countries. And a lot of that comes down to sort of behavioral things. What did you find there? Well,
1: when we first saw that that statistic you just mentioned, that youth in America are less likely to reach age 50, uh, we assumed what what that was... uh, reflecting was uh, perhaps higher rates of uh, obesity and diabetes um, manifesting themselves perhaps more among adults in their 30s and 40s and and affecting their health. We were not prepared for uh, what we found, which was that 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 problem of youth not reaching age 50 uh, begins at birth. So uh, infants born in the United States are less likely to reach their first birthday. Than infants in other countries, children are less likely to reach age five in the United States than they are in other countries. So we're we're not talking here exclusively about uh, certainly not chronic illnesses. We're not even talking about uh, uh, shootings or or other sources of violence that affect uh, older youth. Uh, even in the earliest ages, uh, we are seeing a pattern of health disadvantage. Asthma rates uh, higher than in other countries. By the time we reached the teenage years, uh, we found uh, a, a real disturbing pattern of not only higher death rates among U.S. teens compared to teens elsewhere, um, and you know very high rates of deaths from car crashes and uh, violence, the highest among teens uh, uh, in any high-income country, but uh, also higher rates of, of diseases, the highest teen pregnancy rates. The highest uh, rate of infections with sexually transmitted diseases, the highest uh, rate of infection with HIV, and so forth. Uh, again, a pervasive pattern uh, that cannot be uh, attributed to one particular health problem.
0: And again, was that across the demographics, or was it were particular populations more likely to um, to suffer from that?
1: the data did not allow us to to do that kind of analysis for every health health outcome we looked at mm-hmm. uh and really we need more research along those lines to help unpack uh who are the subgroups that are most affected by this um, we know for example in this country that uh that uh, uh US black males uh have higher rates of of injuries from firearm uh related causes from homicide and so forth so it's, it's, one would think that some of this is disproportionately impacting certain racial or ethnic groups, but we were not able to uh, tease that out uh, in our analysis. But for those health outcomes uh, that th- where we had data that did enable us to do this, and, and that included, for example, infant mortality data, uh, life expectancy, and the prevalence of various chronic illnesses, uh, where we could uh, isolate the rates for uh, non-Hispanic whites or for people with uh, high educations and so forth, we saw the same pattern.
0: You're painting a pretty bleak picture <laughs> of the healthcare in the state. Do you think it's the, the fault lies in the system of healthcare itself, um, you know, the, the private medicine, the the balance of primary, secondary care, things like that? Or is that more of the social side of it, Americans are very libertarian um, and perhaps wouldn't allow some of the the nannying that some states in perhaps Europe would be able to do with their population. Where do you think on that sort of spectrum the, the problem lies?
1: Well we we have a bit of a laundry list of, of problems that we uncovered that are potential contributors to this. Uh, so when we looked at the healthcare system, we observed Obvious differences uh, between our healthcare system and other countries that could be contributing to this problem. The notorious one is the fact that we are the only high income country that doesn't offer universal healthcare, um, and that's, uh, that makes the U.S. Uh, quite, quite a distinct outlier from other countries. But there are other problems with our healthcare system, uh, such as the limited access to care, particularly primary care. The um, the fact that uh, patients in the United States are more likely to face high out-of-pocket costs for healthcare, um, high enough that it causes them to defer their care, hmm. and the rates with which that happens in the United States are much higher than in other countries. Um, and there are problems with chronic illness management uh, and coordination of care. American patients are more likely to report problems with those issues than uh, people in, in other uh, countries. Uh, But that doesn't explain the high rate of shootings, for example. Um, So, you know, we end up turning to behaviors, and uh, uh, the high rate of obesity uh, clearly relates to the fact that Americans consume more calories per capita than people in any other country. Um, The uh, possession of firearms is an issue. Uh, Unsafe uh, driving practices. Americans are less likely to fasten their seatbelt, wear motorcycle helmets, uh, they are more likely to die in car crashes involving alcohol, uh, and so forth. So that suggests uh, behaviors. But we know that behaviors are partly matters of personal choice, but also very much shaped by the environment in which we live. Mm -hmm. And we found evidence that the way our cities are organized in terms of transportation systems and access to healthy food create a more inequitable, inequitable distribution of healthy resources so that uh, residents of uh, European cities tend to have more opportunities to walk and cycle, for example, have an easier time reaching stores that sell healthy food than uh, people living in American cities simply because of urban design. So there's a lot of blame to pass around in terms of where the potential problems are. but to get to your question uh when we stepped back from all of this and looked at the pattern across all of these health conditions and all of these problems there were some recurring themes that led us to start thinking about uh political science issues and and how we govern uh in the United States and how our values and lifestyle may be uh shaping a lot of these issues that there were there were common themes behind the fact that uh, uh Americans uh, are more likely to engage in un- unhealthy behaviors that they lack a system that offers universal health insurance and also have higher poverty rates and a weaker social safety net um, and that did bring us back to thinking about uh, the uh, the value system in the United States and how that might be a factor
0: mm. Mm. the problems that you've sort of talked about in the u s you know they're, they're not just u s problems uh, but they they seem to be more acute, perhaps. So do you think the U.S. perhaps is just in the vanguard?
1: That, that, is, that is a, a worrying uh, possibility. Um, we, uh, we discussed this uh, in our report. Um, to some extent, there's reason to think that uh, the U.S. Uh, is not just on the leading edge of a, of a pattern, but really uh, uh, stands out from the other countries in, 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 in some of these issues, uh, but on the other hand, there's other indicators that make us worry that European communities are following in our path. And to that extent, our efforts to try to understand and to do research on why this is happening to us may yield results that are instructive to other countries. Uh, to cite a couple of examples, the obesity epidemic, uh, obviously we're leading the way here in America, but uh, obesity rates are climbing in other countries. and to the extent that uh, that is shaping our, our health problems, then, then there's uh, bad news down the road mm-hmm. for other countries. Another, another area where the U.S. is actually excelling over under co- other countries is smoking. Um, our smoking rates uh, used to be the highest in the world in the 1950s and 1960s um, and then be, began to decline due to successful tobacco control efforts as a result of that we've been able to actually track a decline in tobacco-related deaths um, in many age groups in the United States. Our older Americans are still um, paying the price for their high smoking rates, but we think going forward tobacco will be less a contributor to our health disadvantage. Um, And we worry that smoking rates in other countries are still increasing. um, And that that could uh, that could shift patterns over time and, and, mm. and uh, bring a disadvantage to, to other countries that are current, so currently not yet feeling the full brunt of uh, the high smoking rates that they've experienced.
0: Commenters um, on your report, uh, particularly I think I read in the Washington Post, they've been be- bemoaning the sort of lack of engagement at this in this issue at a legislative level. Um, do you think the... The problem there is just complacency the u.s was you know well ahead of the the rest of the world in terms of a lot of these metrics at one point um and do you think that you know they've just taken their eye off the ball taken their eye off the ball as it were
1: well in fairness to them I, i i'm not sure there was much awareness of this problem uh in the scientific community we we were tracking this evidence for a few years now I don't think the American public or their leaders necessarily were tuned into this. Uh, In recent years with the health care reform debate, uh, after President Obama uh, took office, brought more attention to the fact that we spend a lot more money on health care than other countries do, and the typical line was, we don't get our money's worth, uh, Mm. that our health outcomes are, quote, no better. but I don't think it was understood that it's it's worse than that. It's not that our health outcomes are no better. Our our health outcomes are terribly worse and and the scale of the disadvantage I don't think was widely known. Uh, Our report is probably the first uh, publicly uh, visible body of evidence to to draw attention to the uh, the the scope of the problem and it was just released last week. So uh i think the complacency going into it might have been partly out of ignorance and and to some degree uh, a a bias that here is often referred to as american exceptionalism mm. uh the notion that uh you know we do better in everything um tends to blind people's eyes to realities um and i think to some extent that uh that has uh, uh been an issue as well but the fact that uh We did a briefing on Capitol Hill last week when this report came out, and I've been asked to return to Capitol Hill today to do a a larger briefing to a larger audience, uh, suggests that uh, it is getting some more attention. Now, uh, whether that's going to lead to any action is another story, and we can talk more about uh, the the contextual factors here in the United States that might stand in the way of any action being taken, but uh, at least people are are beginning to pay more attention to the issue.
0: Mm. I mean, the problems are, you know, multivariate. There's going to be political, you know, resistance to change. There might be um, ideological resistance to to some things as well. But imagine you were the benevolent dictator of uh, the U.S. What would you do at this point to try and turn those um, those declining stats around?
1: Well, we we make three recommendations in our report. Uh, apart from the uh, obvious one, which is more research is needed. Uh, We have an entire chapter that details for the scientific community a whole set of important needs around data collection and research. But uh, we emphasize that uh, we should not wait for more research before taking action, and the three areas of action that we recommended was, number one, to uh, pursue national health objectives. Uh, We identified uh, in this health disadvantage nine areas uh, where we suffer. Uh, so they, they include such things as adverse birth outcomes and sexually transmitted diseases, uh, obesity, diabetes, uh, violence, uh, car crashes, and so forth. And each of those topics has been the subject for many years of, of blue-ribbon panels uh, that have conducted systematic evidence reviews and identified effective strategies to deal with those problems. So we already have a toolbox full of potential solutions for each of those areas. Um, the problem is not that. It's, it's the lack of resolve and resources to address them. So one of our lead recommendations is that it's time for us to implement those strategies and to intensify our efforts around improving population health, um, or, or else the health disadvantage is going to, uh, to worsen. Um, the second one though is that uh, the uh, support for government and others to intensify those efforts is not going to emerge unless there's a, unless there's a, a public outcry for it um, and therefore we uh, our second recommendation is the need to alert the public to the problem and to stimulate a national discussion. Uh, about the trade-offs Americans are willing to make uh, if they're serious about improving their health. Um, it seems unlikely that we can make any real progress in addressing this health disadvantage unless uh, society in the United States is willing to mm-hmm. uh, make some adjustments to the way uh, we live and to the uh, freedoms we enjoy and to the way we govern. And uh, those are difficult changes that are painful uh, to American society, and so we, ha- we face a difficult choice between whether we want to do those things or we want our kids to die younger uh, than they need to. Uh, and then the third recommendation is to study what countries elsewhere are doing to produce their better health outcomes, um, to learn from them how, what policies they have implemented, what strategies they have used to help them achieve the better health outcomes and see whether any of those lessons can be applied to the US.
0: Given the bipartisan nature of American politics at the moment, and the kind of political fighting that's going on, do you think, do you have any hope that that your recommendations there are actually going to, to take root?
1: Uh, that's probably the hardest question you've asked me. Um, I wish you were asking that question of me 20 years ago when I was younger and, and more uh, optimistic um, it's it's a time right now that's very frustrating in the United States because uh, dialogue around public policy uh, often has very little to do with the facts and reality uh, it's it's all about sound bites and uh, and ideology um, we have brought together a uh, a voluminous report, uh, packed with data and statistics, uh, that has undergone as as rigorous a scientific review as you could imagine, um, and I worry that uh, its findings will still be uh, pushed aside because it doesn't conform with the ideology of elected officials and politicians. Um, one one uh, uh, likely reaction to uh, the the issues we're raising is uh, for politicians to say, "Well, this is all well and good, and uh, you know, it, it, it's understandable that this panel thinks that we should spend more on social programs and public health programs." But uh, we are in a fiscal crisis, and we are wringing our hands trying to solve the the, the uh, imbalanced budget, and we simply can't afford to spend any more money mm-hmm. on those issues. Uh, our our response to that is that uh, there is no shortage of money. Uh, the American health system spends more money on health than any other country in the world, uh, 2.8 trillion dollars per year. Um, it, it's, it's not that we lack the money, it's how we're spending it. Uh, we reviewed data uh, in our report uh, comparing the ratio of health care spending and social spending across high-income countries, and the U.S. is a clear outlier in terms of the large proportion of dollars spent on health care versus social programs. Uh, the countries uh, that are producing the better health uh, health outcomes spend more on those social programs than they do on health care and have better health outcomes. Mm-hmm. And even within the United States, uh, we find that states uh, like Minnesota, for example, and other states that have distinctly better health outcomes than other states spend more on social programs than they do on health care. So really what we're uh, uh, getting at is is, uh, uh, not so much a lack of dollars, but uh, really ideological issues with uh, the appropriateness of spending money on such programs. And that's that's going to be a difficult challenge to address. Mm